0: Well, hey there, friend, this is Sierra, your host for today's podcast episode and the founder of The Boutique Workshop. As a coach, it's my goal to help you as a boutique owner take complicated tasks and break them down into bite sized actionable steps that you can take and implement in your business today. And sometimes part of breaking down a complicated task is hearing how others do that very thing. And that's why I'm really excited to have you join me today for a special conversation that I have with a guest here on the podcast. So grab a notebook and a pen, your favorite cup of coffee, sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with our special guest. Hey, and welcome to the Boutique Workshop podcast, everyone. I am so excited to be here with you. I'm your host, Sierra. And if you have not joined us here on the podcast before, you're in for a treat for a couple of reasons. First of all, short and sweet, because none of us have time to just sit and listen to podcasts all day. So we try to keep this around 10, 15 minutes, 20 once in a while. So that's your first treat. The second treat is that I have an awesome guest here. Dana is joining me from the East Coast. I'm in the South. She's in the East. I kind of feel like she probably has more snow going on where she lives right now than I do, but we'll hear it from her. So Dana, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us what you do.
1: Thank you so much. Um, no snow right now. Whoa, okay. always rumblings that we're going to get something. So, yes. <laughs> but my name is Dana Dowdell and I own Boss Consulting HR. And I, or we, because now I have a team, but we are uh, human resources consultants and we focus specifically on supporting small business owners with their HR function, compliance, training, recruiting everything that goes into having employees yep. and I'm a podcaster. So I have a, I have two podcasts now. So one is called it's just business, which is where we met, which is a yes. business focus podcast. And then I just revamped uh quirky HR, which is a HR mm. uh, focus podcast.
0: I love it. Okay. So I'm <laughs> going to have to subscribe to that podcast as well. I love sure. the name quirky HR. That's great. It's,
1: HR is really freaking weird. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. And so you guys are probably like, oh, HR, but don't leave. You have to listen to this podcast because Dana is just so much fun. So she came down here to Nashville. We were able to connect in person after I'd been on her mm-hmm. podcast. Um, and you just, when you sit down with certain people and you're like, okay, I could just keep talking to you for hours, then you know that there's something special there. And so she's going to be joining my Accelerator Mastermind for a conversation specifically about HR and how it relates to retail. But I want her to give some morsels to you guys as listeners today. So um, let's talk about two things, because the majority of the boutique retailers listening – to the Boutique Workshop podcast have, I told you like zero to three employees, maybe Mm -hmm. a half of an employee, right? So maybe you guys have someone that works very part-time for you. You're just thinking about hiring or maybe you have two or three part-time gals or maybe one time amazing employee. Most likely all of you have some sort of 1099 employee. So, or not employee, 1099 person. Um, So someone that helps you maybe with photography um, and they run their own social media business and help you with something like that. So regardless, everybody here is working with someone outside of themselves. So give us two things that we need to know as small business owners to protect ourselves, or to plan for the future, or just
1: as it relates to HR, what do we need to know? What do we need to be doing? So the first thing is compliance, whether you have 1099s or W2 employees, and we are going to get way more in depth in this, in the accelerator group, but You want to make sure that you are being compliant with whatever relationship you have. So if you have 1099s, you want to make sure that you're getting a W-9 from them, that you 1099 them at the end of the year, that there's some type of contract involved that governs that relationship. And then when you have employees, you need to have a pulse on, not only the compliance things that are happening at the state level, so whatever state you operate in, but also at the federal level, You know whether it's the vaccine mandate or what forms that you have to provide your employees or wage and hour laws, it can be complex to have employees. And so having a good pulse on what are you required to do as an employer versus what should you do versus what is something that you maybe want to do two to three years down the line. Mm, So good. Yeah,
0: and I know when you and I sat down and talked, one thing that stood out to me was you said a lot of people that you work with or that you have the potential to work with, that you have conversations with, should be having employees and they're having 1099. So no one can see my air quotes here, right? Because <laughs> I always feel like that's easier or we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about that a little? Because I feel like those lines do get blurred a lot. Yeah, um, And a lot of times it's just, we don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know.
1: Right, and I think, you know, it is the it's a very common path for a small business, a business owner of one to get to the point where they're like, I need help. And whether that is help with your bookkeeping, whether that's help with what you do on a day to day or having a virtual assistant, like we can't do it alone. We get to the point where in order for us to make more money, we need more people. Yeah. And really what what governs the relationship um, in terms of whether or not someone should be a 1099 or a W-2 is the level of control that you want to have over that position. Oh, so good. Yeah, so like if you hire a photographer, let's say, to photograph all of your retail items, right? Ideally, if they are 1099, they do photography for other retailers or they have um, been doing retail photography for a really long time. And they're not necessarily someone that only does photography for you. And then they also do some other things like maybe a little bit of bookkeeping, maybe a little bit of social media. Um, And when you have the control over them and you are exhibiting control in the way of, this is when I need you here, this is when I need you to work until, here's what I want you to do and here's how I want you to do it that's usually an employee and an employer relationship. When you have a situation where you're saying, here's what I need you to do. And here's when I need you to do it, but you decide how you're going to go about mm. doing it. Yeah. That's usually a 1099 or an independent contractor relationship. Okay. So It has a lot to do with control.
0: Yes. So you can still give that 1099. Here's my list of what I need done every month, but I'm not going to tell you to start at eight on Mondays and you have to work every single weekend. Like I'm not going to tell you your hours or the parameters around it. As long as the work gets done, you get your check and I'm going to let you have freedom. That's a 1099.
1: Exactly. Okay. And and customarily, I mean, if you get into the nitty gritty of it, it's 1099s typically do this type of work for multiple different okay. companies or employers yeah. um there's and it's a it's not only a tax implication like how you pay income tax and whether or not they're responsible for their income tax or you are but it's also a wage and hour issue okay. um this could go on for like hours, this topic, we could take a deep okay. dive <laughs> and, and everyone we'll will be we'll... like,
0: Sierra, you promised us 15 <laughs> yeah, promised minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but come, but that's really come, good. I think just understand yeah. those, those basic guidelines will help the retailers that are listening. Like, oh, okay. So the gal that comes in and has to work every Saturday covering the store, I shouldn't be 1099ing her. She's my employee.
1: Correct. Yeah. And also when it comes to 1099, you know, my mom's a retail owner. My mom has a small business and I, I, sometimes she's like, oh, I'm just going to have someone cover the store and I'll pay them cash because I need a day off. You know, those, those decisions that you make on a granular scale have an impact on a big scale when we're looking at wage and hour and compliance Mm. issues. So yeah, that's why compliance is just such It's such an area of focus when you have a business Mm -hmm. and sometimes it can fall by the wayside.
0: Yes. Okay. Five minutes. I have to ask you this. I've got to talk to you about this. This is something I really want our listeners to commit to improving in their business this year. And that is documenting what happens with employees and being willing to have tough conversations, being proactive with confrontation and conflict. Can you just talk to us a little bit about that? Okay, so we have the gal, we said no phone at the counter, but every time we come in, she's got her phone, she's not helping people, or we have that employee who's so amazing, but they're always 10 minutes late and we just don't wanna have the conversation because we can't find anyone to hire. And so what do we do? These are real scenarios and they're hard. So tell us what we can do as retailers.
1: It's so, it's so funny. I was on Etsy last night and I was um, looking at like some HR mugs and someone makes a mug that says, I can't, I'm HR. I can't fix crazy, but I can sure document it. Oh, I love and it. <laughs> <laughs> um, from a, from a lens of HR, if you didn't document it, it didn't happen. Okay. So there's one side of documentation in that it protects you as the business owner, right? If you need to terminate someone and you've documented things, it protects you as the business owner to prove that these conversations were had and that it was communicated um, that someone shouldn't be doing something or should be doing something. So that's one prong of it, but it's also really good management. You cannot expect people across the board, I mean, you might find some rock stars and some unicorns in your business that are just really amazing and just totally understand you. But as a general rule of thumb, you can't expect people to be a copy and paste version of yourself. And so Hmm. if there's behaviors that are happening in the workplace, whether it is something as simple as a cell phone, or it's that they stole money, or they spoke to your customer in a really inappropriate way, or they represented your brand inappropriately. It is good management to ensure that the employee understands that that behavior wasn't okay. And here's what's going to happen if that doesn't continue. And it's also really good management on the same side of the coin to say that behavior is exactly what I want. Yeah, And to really recognize like when someone takes exceptional care of a customer or when someone brings up a really big sale, you know, I, I don't have children, but I think about managing employees in the same way that you would likely manage a child, right? Like you, you teach your child to look both ways before crossing the street and you think that they've mastered it, but I can bet that you have witnessed them. (laughs) not looking both ways before they cross the street sometimes. And so it's that reinforcing the behaviors that you want and bringing to the attention, the behaviors that you don't want.
0: I love it. Oh my goodness. And I think the takeaway nugget, because everyone here, I know you guys are going to commit to improving this this year is if it's not documented, it didn't happen. End of story. Mm -hmm. We have to write it it down.
1: It also doesn't have to be complicated. Some states require that the employee signs off on it. Some states have looser laws around that. So um, I work with a lot of clients where they just keep like a little notebook of, you know, I spoke to Sarah today about being late and the date and how late she was. And then you have a way and a way of documenting it and a record keeping trail that supports some bigger decisions down the line. Cause we
0: really don't remember. We don't remember no. details. We think we're going to remember. And then we don't remember a year from now when something actually happens that we need to pay attention to. Um, and so just writing it down in a word doc or in a little journal it's better to start somewhere than to not start at all. So just start that documentation. And then if you have the opportunity, I think it's always good. I think you would agree if you can have that person sign off. So you have it in a meeting, you say, hey, here's the thing, Susan, we've been talking about this. So I just wrote this up so that I, and you know, say so that I won't forget either because I want to make sure that I'm a good boss for you. So I, and I forget things. So I wrote it down. So neither of us will forget. So if you'd be willing to just sign this quick, we'll throw it in your file and then let's get to work for the day. Like it doesn't have to be, super scary.
1: (laughs) No, it doesn't. And I also, I'm a big fan of like, if you have a verbal conversation with someone and you're addressing a performance issue, but you don't want to take it to the level of let's say a progressive discipline. I like to send follow-up emails that just say, just to reiterate our conversation, Mm, here's my expectation going forward. So that way it's clear. And there's, you know, there's, it kind of takes the emotion out of it or that can sometimes get tied to it and just really communicating here's the clear expectation that I expect of you going forward.
0: Yeah. And you could take this practice and use it with vendors too. So when you have that vendor that keeps short shipping you or they're sending you damaged product, you get on the phone, you have a conversation, they agree to do better. You document with an email. Hey, so, and so it was so great to have that just to reiterate the next time this happens, here's the refund. I'm going to get just document things. It takes 30 seconds and it puts everyone at ease. So
1: mm-hmm. so, and good. the hard conversations usually have really big payoffs at the end. Oh, that's another nugget too. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's you have to exit somebody or you run into a really challenging time in business, when you've had those had hard conversations previously, it makes it a lot easier um, in the long run.
0: Yeah. So good. Okay. So you do make HR kind of quirky and kind of cool. I just, saying. <laughs> it can be okay. It's like how you, you know, like I make numbers kind of quirky and kind of cool. Exactly. Like we take the driest ickiest things and we just jazz them up a little bit. It's all good. I'm not
1: going to tell you HR is sexy, but it's definitely fun and it's definitely quirky.
0: Yes. And when you do it right. Oh my goodness. The, mm-hmm. the rewards that you'll reap. Yes. So great. Okay. So I'll have to have you on again because I have so many more questions, but we'll just bring okay. you back because we great. can talk about all different things that are like swirling through <laughs> my mind. In the meantime, where can people find you just to reach out if they're looking like, Hey, I need some HR help in my business. How can they find you and connect with you?
1: So the best place to go, which has access to kind of all of the different areas is if you go to the, our website, which is bossconsultinghr.com.
0: Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, So you guys can reach out to Dana. She and her team would love to chat with you and help you guys out. She wants you to be successful just like I do. And I just love having you part of this team here. So thanks for connecting. And you all have a fabulous day. I'll see you guys back here next Tuesday for another episode of the Boutique Workshop Podcast. See you later. Hey, boutique owner. Are you ready to go from drowning in busy work to dreaming about the future? Simple Strategies Group creates automated marketing systems that work 24/7, so you do not have to. And you know how important I tell you it is to have automated, simplified systems. And that's why you need to get a hold of Liz. Liz Whitehead is a certified Clavio Master Silver Partner as well as a certified Postscript Partner. She knows her stuff. She works with e-commerce product-based businesses to implement email and text marketing strategies that build trust, and nurture your customer relationships. She wants to do this for you so that you can start to focus on the front lines of your boutique business. So visit SimpleStrategiesGroup.com for more info. That's SimpleStrategiesGroup.com. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. Remember, that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I want to give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group, along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast, in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the Boutique Workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.